So welcome to part three of the ownership series, which is one of our mega series that we're covering because taking ownership puts many things in control and integrates them in such a way that the benefits that you're getting from some of our other shows, some of the other series that we have done, they all roll in an integrated way and start to align the different loose ends inside your thinking that are that helped you get more keep keep on get more success, get you more love, get you some happiness, real happiness. So today, in today's show, very interesting, we are talking about some specific things that you can do, that you should do. And there's a series of them that we will tell you that when you do them, their benefits are obvious and clear just as you gain those, those skill sets. But their integration has a, a multiplier effect. So if you do one set of things that we recommend and you also do the second set and the third set, then the two integrate and you get benefit. Then the three integrate and you get benefit. Then them com those combined with show number two in the ownership series and show number one also layer layer. And then we're telling you some other shows that you can go and also listen to because they're part of this love series. They're part of the parenting series. They're part of the self-awareness series. They're part of the communication series. And all of those skills come together and they start to really, really help you get, gain some serious amount of self-awareness. And we will tell you why self-awareness is important because it makes you a nicer, more civilized human being to be around, et cetera, et cetera. So that's today's show. And uh, Wonderful. So this is, like you said, this is the part three of our series on ownership. Yes. Right? Taking ownership. Ownership of what our actions, yes. our thoughts, yeah. right? And our behavior. Our behavior. Yeah. And uh, so, so... Thanks for listening to all our to our audience and uh, we would really like your input and also we would like you to share it with other friends, at least share it with through two or three of your mem family members or friends. That way we know that, yes, you are getting something out of it, some right. benefit out of it. And share with those people who you think will benefit. See, you got benefit. Yes. Please um, do your part mm -hmm. to share with the other people that you think will also benefit and together our whole community benefits. This is why we are here. Mm -hmm. Yes. Like our channel, uh, Spotify. We are yeah. on Spotify, YouTube, Twitter. Yeah. Uh, we are on. And now Google Podcast. Google Podcast, Apple Podcast. Right. So, yeah. Let's all continue. the channels. So, welcome to the yeah. online samosa. Okay. <laughs> Very good. Shall we start? Yes. All right. So, um, so, the specific things that we need to do now are first is make a, make a list of things that you appreciate in your life. Make a list of things you appreciate or will appreciate in your life. And this list is of two types. One is a list of things that you would like to gain and therefore you will appreciate them in your life that you don't fully have yet. You have them maybe partially or not at all. So this list could be more money. You have some money, but you want more money because you want some modern financial safety security. There could be a better place to live. Maybe a better place could be to move or to improve the place where you live or to buy some furniture and make the place where you live slightly more convenient. And money can only give you convenience, so you might as well be convenient, right, in your style of living. This could be one of the things in your list of things. Or it could be better friends, right? Better friends is finding new people to make friends with or improving your friends by telling them, I like this, this is about you, and that way you promote that quality within your friends, etc., etc. 
So better friend, more peace in your life, more peace. You may want that, you, know, you may have some peace, but you want more travel. You may have some travel, you want more travel. More meditation, so you're calmer, you, have more, you can enjoy the things that you're enjoying better. Uh, good advice from family. Getting closer to family that gives you good advice and staying away from family that gives you bad advice. So these are some things that you don't have fully, but you want to make a list of those things. Second list is a list of things that you already have. And if they were not there, you would be, your life would be terrible, terrible. Such as, say, you know, the love and affection you have from your children if you have children, right? Or your parents. So if you don't have children, you have parents. So love and affection you have from your parents, love and affection you have from your children. Um, if that didn't exist, your life would be terrible. So make that list. And this list includes, I'm telling you, I'm guiding you because most people will say, you know, I appreciate the fact that uh, I was born lucky, that I have good parents, that I have, I'm a good person. No, no, we're not making that list. <laughs> We're making you a list so you understand that if those these critical things went away, your life would be terrible because we overlook them. We overlook the substratum that truly supports us because we are so ambitious and hungry. We're always outward focused and we're focused on what we don't have. We think that focusing on things I already have is a waste of time and it's not. Why? You will learn as you do this exercise. So they also include intelligence in your children you know i i have children they love me that's nice right they're always doing things in their own best intelligent way to support me or be nice to me right even when they criticize me they're trying to be nice to me because they they genuinely love me but whatever intelligence they have you have to appreciate that at least they have this much intelligence then you can only when you appreciate the intelligence that they have Will they be willing and you be able to support their intelligence growing? This is why we're doing the exercise. We're not doing the exercise just so that we can be, uh, how can I call it? Frozen in gratitude. Do you understand what I mean? <laughs> there are many exercises people recommend mm -hmm. where they say, make a list of all the things you're grateful for and then remember them. Mm. But that's just making me, my mood better. Mm. But it's not helping that thing become bigger or better. That thing that I'm grateful for. Mm -hmm. I call that frozen gratitude. That means I was I experienced gratitude, but it didn't do a thing outside in the real world. What are you? What are not, not a very useful exercise? Useful to a little extent, right? Why not have this kind of gratitude, which promotes the things that support you, makes them even bigger. If that's if the love of your children is appreciated by you and as a result of that appreciation, they love you more because you were able to appreciate just the right way because of the other skills that we're going to give you. Mm. <gasps> why not? If their intelligence can grow, why not? Like, make a note. So things like maturity in your children, maturity in you, maturity in your family members, these are things you should appreciate if you have them. Right? And if you don't have enough maturity, then that goes in the other list. I wish I had more maturity. Yeah. So between the two lists, either I already have it comes here or I don't have yet enough. It goes in the first list. Okay. But the list includes these kind of subjects. So more, we have more, more, more. Okay. Values that you have learned so far. Values that are yours, like being honest, right? Or communicating, right? Or being fair, giving credit to whoever deserves it, even if they're your enemy. Being fair, right? Caring for other people, letting other people enjoy things 
because you enjoy the pleasure that they get from the material things that you share more than you get the pleasure in consuming the material thing yourself. If you enjoy that, that's a value. There's a value. If the value says, by sharing, I double my joy. By consuming, I only get single joy. Some people, many people, and all people, okay, meaning some people and many people have already experienced that a joy shared is a joy doubled. Some of you haven't. And until you experience that, you will not have enough joy in your life and you'll keep thinking, how come? So share an example of how we share joy. So for example, say I make eggs well. I can't cook. (laughs) I mean, I can cook. So I make eggs well, say, or I make, um, you know, I make some dish. I make some desserts. Okay, well. So I can make some for myself and maybe for my immediate family, my, you know, my, my wife, my kids, and we enjoy it. It's nice. Or I can make and have my friends share, right? Share mm-hmm. with my friends. Mm-hmm. And then I see that they also enjoyed. Mm-hmm. Or I see that they gave me some ideas how to improve it, mm-hmm. which means they enjoyed it enough to mm-hmm. tell me how to fix it if it's broken, right? Then I fix it and then I feed it again. Mm-hmm. And, they, and then I enjoy them eating. Mm-hmm. And the, benef- the, the enjoyment that they get from that consumption of something I shared, I feel mm-hmm. and I realize that its benefit is not single fold, that they enjoyed I, and I got some pleasure. No, they enjoyed, it changed their mood and then they felt like being nicer back to me mm-hmm. or being good to me in other ways or my family members. And then they invited me home and they remembered that some other dish I like that I can't cook. They made that, right? If you're in the food business, I'm not a food. But it could be non-food. It could be, you know, some other thing mm-hmm. or non-thing like friendship, like your friend's moving, let me help you move. You carry all that with your muscles hurt a little bit, but you have to. And you feel good mm. that I help my friend move. Mm. Right? Okay. And the benefit of that is so many layers. And by doing this repeatedly a number of times, you'll see the benefits come back to you or to come back to society. You pay it's called what they call sometimes paying it forward. Meaning mm. I already do good. I do it for your benefit. Ultimately, it helps us all become more civilized. Mm. So it's a recognition that the Civilization that we enjoy is not my making. I was born all of a sudden in the 21st century. Eight, 10,000 years of civilization went in to give us this infrastructure, mm-hmm. this social infrastructure, this political, this freedom, this defense. All so many people died fighting for our freedom. All of that I appreciate and I'm going to add my bit by recognizing that the things I've gotten without earning them required to be paid back mm-hmm. without me without it directly me feeling that, oh my God, I'm sacrificing. No, it's part of what I got to do. Okay, mm. So that's called the... Sh- so with this concept and some of the results of these good actions coming back to you mm-hmm. and your family later on, helps you realize that a joy shared is truly a joy doubled because the amount, the amount of safety, security, future help, mm-hmm. your kids' well-being is being strengthened by these activities. It's not just, what's the point of me giving this to you? I enjoy it and I gave it to you and now you enjoyed it. I got nothing. Mm. No. If you think like that, mm. then you have to experientially do this because we're telling you, just do it. Mm. Okay. But we gave you some good reasons. Okay. That. But a little bit uh, yeah. more change. Not change, but this is what I think. Yeah. Some people also think, oh, I'm doing this for you. That's like transaction. Yeah. And I expect the same from you yeah. to do that. Yeah, you can, you can begin that way. Okay. So if you are highly transactional in your head... Mm. Then I'm going to th- I'm going to choke your throat. 
then be transactional. Hmm. What does that mean? That means every time somebody else goes good for you, remember and give back. Don't just, hmm. when I give, I want back. When you give and you didn't realize the value, I'll keep quiet. Hmm. Ah, if you're going to be transactional, be consistently transactional and you will realize hmm. that most of the benefits you're getting in your life, civilization-wise, you didn't earn. The amount you'd have to pay back is beyond your back and bear. Hmm. The amount of civilization and goodnesses that you're enjoying in your life, mm. if you were to truly transact them back, you would break your back. You couldn't repay. You selfish person. <laughs> meaning, meaning, if that's how you are transactional, that when I give, I must have back, right? Mm -hmm. Then you have to, being that way, you will find doesn't really work. But it doesn't mean that somebody should constantly abuse you. Mm. That's where they, the reason why people say that is not because they're not being transactional. Yeah. They're using that particular thought mm. at that moment mm. because they feel abused by that person or two person, right? Yeah. Yeah. people. Mm. In that case, mm. in that case, you're not really transacting. You're trying to educate them mm. that don't be just a taker and not a give, giver, right? Mm -hmm. That's what you're trying to do. Mm -hmm. Okay, then be clear. Our advice, be mm. clear. Mm. If you're going to educate the person, then you say, okay, if I were to educate this person on this concept, one method is when I help them, I tell them. That's one method. It's a poor method. Because that guy will then learn, oh, mm. only you I will repay everybody else I will screw. So you didn't really educate that person mm. to change their personality. So then you say, okay, okay, okay. Okay, I'll do, I may do that. Mm. But what else can I do that will help this person not be such a taker and without being a giver? Right? And then you have to tell them some stories about people who are constantly like that. Mm. You have to tell them some examples of other friends who are even worse than them. Mm. Nothing like a mirror to help a person educate. Show them another person who's even more miserly, shall we say. Mm. Right? And you, and you say, you don't like that person, do you? Now, other people may not like you because you do a little bit of that, but a little bit better than him. So why be that miserable person that nobody likes? Or very few people are tolerating. Don't be that person. Mm. So you have to start educating them that this method of being selfish is actually, uh, how can I call it, uh, hurtful to you so much that you're not even being selfish. You say, in order to be truly selfish, you must give back. <laughs> and you know what? Selfish people see that logic. So you explain it to them in their language. Yeah? Got it. Okay. Okay, more, more. Our list is going to come. So values that you have learned. Good relationships that you already have with some family members. Note them down. Note them down in your list of things I already have that I'm grateful for. Make a list like that. Okay. Then it will also include people who supported you in your times of need. Mm -hmm. and, and the way you measure the benefits that came to you are never emotional. We're not saying, oh, that guy did this. It made me feel good. So I remember that after we remember. No, not, not emotional good feelings. That's not what we are measuring here. Because emotions, they come and go. And the consumer of the emotional pleasure in your mind, which is your mind, is infinitely happy. I'm sorry, infinitely hungry. So you can never, ever give enough good feeling to your mind and be satisfied. It's like trying to feed a cylinder without a bottom. No matter how much food you put in, no matter how much pleasure you put in, mm. right? No matter how many good things you experience, it can't remember. It just comes back and says, I want more. 
I don't feel good today. Mm. Today I don't feel good. Now I feel good, they'll say. And mm. two days later, now I don't feel good again. Why? Because it's the shape. While it's passing through, you say, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. At the bottom, I'm going to go, now I need more. Mm. So you keep thinking that by having this cylinder of yeah. feeling good, eventually I'll be happy. No. Happiness is in a different container. It has a bottom. <laughs> okay. So, so if, if you saw somebody else doing this mistake, you'd look at them and say, how stupid, how this person is so stupid. But when you're doing it, then I have to hold a mirror over the other ways. How will you see that you're trying to fill this cylinder? Mm. All right. So these are the things you put in the second list. Now we're not done yet. Now you have two lists, okay? Now, what you're going to do with these two lists is you will learn to actively start loving those people in list number two. You say, these people actually help me in the real things that matter to me. They're things I'm really grateful for, right? It doesn't matter how rude they are as a personality. It doesn't matter things about their personality you don't like. Compartmentalize them. We will educate that person to become softer, right? But when it came, when the rubber had to meet the road, when it came to you needing help in your life till date, these are the people that got you the things you're truly grateful for. And love is how you call that relationship even if you don't want to, because you may have a wrong definition of love in your head. And if you do, watch our love series. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so we're not going to cover that today. Watch our love series. It really will help you. Okay. Meanwhile, watch that love series. Come back and say, I need to start loving these people in list number two. And also, I need to start loving people in list number one that help me get to that list being accomplished. Okay. Now you're practicing love and not a transactional attachment or, or a transactional, uh, you can say, uh, exchange of uh, affection. <laughs> it's not even affection, it's just a transaction. We mm. call it love. People call a lot of transactions love just because they have touch involved <laughs> or they have some ego massage involved. That's not love. It is what it is. You made me feel good. Thank you so much. Mm -hmm. That's, that was all it. And it went in my other container, which I don't want to fill, but thank you. <laughs> love means sacrifice well love the language of love is sacrifice uh -huh. but love means appreciating those things that help you in the long run and and being willing to sacrifice for them and for the gain of those things that are meaningful to get to have in life mm. right so say say I have a drug habit mm. and somebody gives me drugs so they didn't meaningfully improve my life they are not to be loved. <laughs> has to be things that meaningfully add meaning to you that are the foundation of your happiness. So things that make you give you long-term happiness or help you get to the long-term happiness or give you skills to get you long-term happiness, mm -hmm. those are the things you will love. Everything else is not love. Everything else is a a transaction of sorts, an attachment of short sorts, a codependence of sorts, and even lust of sorts. Mm. And good to have this word and this vocabulary clear. Okay. And it's very com very complicated. But I, so I hope you pay attention because when you grow up in the Western world, they didn't have for the longest time a word, a singular word for unconditional love. So only when the East came and met with the West in a meaningful way mm. that that term was invented in English. If you look for that word by saying, when did Chaucer write about unconditional love? It doesn't exist. When did Shakespeare write about unconditional love? It doesn't exist. The word unconditional love. 
I mean, it's inferred here and there, and other places it's transactional. They have one word because they never, it was never in the Western mindset that this word, this concept needs a word by itself. But the East does because they've been around a bit longer, not because they were smarter. People think that, oh, I got it first, so I'm smarter. No. <laughs> experience gives you some, something, yeah. So you get more experience. But if I use it, I'm smarter. <sighs> okay, so from what you just said, this is what I understand. There are two lists yes. of uh, things to be grateful, things to be grateful which one must write down or however they want to journal. No, you have to write down. You should write down. So is it the everyday thing you no, should no, do? No, 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 no. This is just a one-time effort. One-time effort. And then you update it every once in a while. Okay. So one list includes the people who are your... No, no. First is list of things that you want. Want. Okay. And then the people that might help you get there. Okay. And the second is a list of things you already have. Ah. That you, and then you make a list of things of people you're grateful to okay. for getting those things that you already got. Ah, good. Thank you for clearing that up. Yeah. Okay. That, that was a good question because... <laughs> Okay, thank you. So that means now you have a list of things you're grateful for, a list of people to be grateful to, and a command I'm giving you or request. Please start loving those people that have supported you. Okay? That is important because it's this is the love that dissolves the crap you're carrying in your heart. This is how you cleanse yourself and make yourself simply beautiful and loving. It is the crap that we carry around us because of all these hits that we think we've been getting in our life that makes us ugly. And it comes out in our anger. It comes out in our wrath. It comes out in our disgust. It comes out in our disdain. And everyone looks at you and say, what's wrong? Your life is generally pretty good and you have all this crap that comes out of your mind and your brain. Yeah, because you didn't clean up. You cannot have a lifetime of stuff happening to you and you don't clean up. Imagine living in that much filth. Even pigs are cleaner. I like I don't mean to be against the pigs in language. <laughs> okay? So this cleanup, this is how you clean up. And once this cleans up, you will be beautiful. People, You'll be attractive. You'll be charming. People will be saying that I like your charisma. I'm not kidding you. And we will cover this topic of how to be beautiful in our future. Now. Oh, you want that one? <laughs> yes. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> it's not the just the physical beauty. Yes, yes. It's yes. the beauty from inside. Yes. Okay. But 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 it looks on the outside too. Okay, okay. We'll talk about that. Yes. Okay. So now, so this is what you do. These are now, now we have more specific things. Okay. Now, one of the things <clears throat> that you need, skill sets that you need to pick up, is respect. How to respect. How to respect is a complicated, complex task. And we are going to do a whole series just on respect. Mm -hmm. But today we'll give you a little short version because that's needed here. Okay. But when we do that long version in the future, then you will need to connect that with this show. Watch this show again, then that show. And you'll find that respect that you understanding that you get will start to uh, layer in, in all the right places, not just in the first place where you need it. Because that's how, when we eat, when we consume new knowledge, we first apply it in the area that's missing the most, right? Mm. But when we do it full digestion, then it goes in other places and supports other things. Okay, so let's talk a little bit, a little bit about respect. So first is, you should make a goal that I want to understand what it means to respect. Many of you, when, when you heard what I just said, you heard how to respect others, but I didn't say that. Mm. I said how to respect. So respect means others, 
Respect also includes respecting values. Respect also means respecting you. Respecting you doesn't mean I crown myself king of Prussia, <laughs> king of Uga Buga land. That's not respect. That's mm. just power. Mm. Okay. Self-respect is an oxymoron if you think about it. Yeah. Okay. But it has a meaning because mm. we mean it in a particular way when we say it, and I say it at least. Okay. Self-respect means gaining some good values that serve society in such a way that those values become yours and now you respect those values in your head, in your in your intellect. Self-respect means respecting the good values that you see serving society that you now have. The values are to be respected and if they happen to be yours, self-respect. That went in, right? Remember that. Okay, now there's more. <laughs> Sorry. Ask. So once first is, I would like to learn the meaning of respect in a deep way. I, I give you a little bit, but there's more. Then you say, I would like to ask wise people to teach me because there's a skill involved in this, not just the conceptual knowledge that I just gave you, right? I just gave you a concept right now. I didn't give you the skill that you can, that you are really, like a skill is like, I can really cut, really, you know, I cut a, an onion with my knife really well. Some people are really good. They go, right? I can't do that. <laughs> so there's skill. There's a skill, meaning that you have gained that through experience and you, and it's a, and it has efficiency built into it. So there's some efficiencies that will come when you ask wise people or you... Asking wise people does two things. Okay? When you ask wise people, please teach me respect. It does two things. It makes you aware that when someone else shows respect to someone else, you'll immediately inhale it. You'll pick it up. Why? Because you made space in your head mm -hmm. for that knowledge to land. Mm -hmm. You cannot gain knowledge unless there's space in your head. You cannot put food on your plate unless there's space... And everybody's plate is full. If you are over 23 years old, your plate is full. Mostly full of junk food. So you so easy in your life. You go and you take your full plate. And you go somewhere near a special kind of container called a trash can. Clear your plate. But first you have to recognize what are those junk things in your, yeah. in your plate. Yeah, so the, yeah, you do. And we'll talk about that near the end. But junk is that which does not help you in your long-term goals. Okay. That make you happy. Hmm. Okay. So everything has to start from there. And then your plate has to be filled with that knowledge. Otherwise, if you don't do that, your mind, which is sitting at the bottom, which has no idea of the, the top-level happiness, it says, I hate it when the plate is empty. I want some entertainment. <laughs> and it fills your plate up with junk. And that way you look like you are busy and full and you look like everybody else who's also busy and full and your mind says, now I feel better. And you said, tell the mind, yes, but we're going to fill you up with good stuff. So let's begin with the trash can. Okay. So how do you clean the plate of just, of just the junk food? How, how, how? You want to know? Yeah. Just how to remove just the junk food from your plate. Just the junk food. Yeah. Should I tell you? Yeah. Like this. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> <huh>? From everything. <laughs> because, mm -hmm. not because everything was junk. Because the good stuff will stay. Oh. Ooh, you cannot get rid of the good stuff. Because the good stuff comes from there. From your long-term goals. 
Only if you knew that when you were younger. <laughs> oh, well, still not late. <laughs> we all can make changes in our life and get rid of the junk stuff. Right? Yes. This is how. Okay, now let's continue. We, we're having too much fun. Okay. So then, wise, ask wise people. And then you start becoming aware of how other people are respecting other people. Right? And you'll find in simple conversations, some people are so good at listening, at respecting why they're listening. And you'll find that they begin by agreeing with other people and then slowly convince them that that person was completely wrong and or change their point of view just by beginning with an agreement. And you see that skill in action. And you say, oh, I never do that. I just tell them, no, don't do that. Or I disagree, right? You'll still notice that. And then you'll notice some other people don't do that. They work it carefully, respectfully. They See, because change doesn't happen when it's directed at me head on like a bull, right? Say I'm sitting here making some mistake and a bull comes from the opposite, hmm. bops you on the head. <laughs> change doesn't happen from that. You get a bump, <laughs> right? And then you nurse the bump. <laughs> and then, then, then you call the bull stupid instead of you calling yourself that I was sitting in the wrong place. So you don't, you, you'll end up learning the wrong lesson. Mm. How do you learn the right lesson? When someone lovingly shows you how to get what you really want through some effort and not the way you're putting your effort. So you then say, oh, I was putting effort this way and I was getting, kept getting not the result. Now he showed me that this way I might get the result. Let me try that. So lovingly, you have to show me because my ego is like a, like a guard dog. It prevents any knowledge from coming in. Ego mm -hmm. is there. People that have been bruised, their ego prevents new knowledge from coming in. Because when I was accepting, when I wasn't smart enough, I didn't have good filters, I let all kinds of knowledge in and bad people gave me bad knowledge. I used it and I got hurt. Now I don't take any bad knowledge. I don't take good knowledge also. <laughs> because my guard dog says, oh, looks like knowledge. Oh, looks like knowledge. Doesn't let it in. So that's why we began by going to wise people. Wise people are those people who have knowledge and are loving in the way they give it to you. Mm. That's when, that allows you to open your heart and that puts the dog down. Down boy. Right? Gets the dog down. Space is over here. Knowledge can flow in. Okay. And this symbolism exists in Hindu in the Hindu temples to explain this to you in a big way, right? And we explained a little bit of that in our previous symbolism with Nandi pole inside the temple. Yes, okay, towards but, the beginning of our show. Yeah, but we're not going to cover that, right? So go see that show. Yes. Okay. And then when, with this knowledge, when you see that show, you say, oh, now it makes even more sense. Yes. Okay, but go back. We, we got more. We already hit. Okay, so then... So we're going to come back and visit respect a little bit later because I have some basic things to cover. I have some very important mm -hmm. list of things to cover. Okay, so let's do that. So, okay. So you need shift cares. You need fitness of body and mind. In order to be happy, in order to take ownership of yourself so that your behavior is appropriate, you take charge. You look after others because that's the same as looking after yourself. You take ownership mindset. In order to take and maintain ownership mindset, 
You need fitness of mind and body, which means you have to pay the tax to maintain your fitness. What's the tax? One hour of exercise every day. Ideally, it should be rounded exercise if you can manage it, meaning gym, weight training, and cardio combination, one hour. But that's not for everyone. Go for a walk. And add on to your walk a little bit of dumbbells. You can either walk with them or slightly heavier dumbbells you keep at home. And 10 minutes you spend just doing some arm work right, and some ab work. right, So that other than your legs, legs are getting excited in a walk, but your upper body is missing out. So you do some push-ups, planks, right, and some arm work. This one, this one, circles like this, right? Some basic work, and you'll see on the on the on many many. I don't have to do that, but if you want, if you want, we can cover some basic exercise. But one hour, all right. Then you need forty minutes every day of meditation. Okay, meditation can be structured meditation if you've learned it. If you haven't learned it, you can do unstructured, non non uh, you can say formal meditation. And the simplest form of meditation is a forty minute walk. Oh. Okay. Without music, without talking. And no company. No other human being. If two of you go together and you say, hey, I know it's an hour long walk. We can walk together for 20 minutes. First 20 minutes. And then the rest 40 minutes, I need to walk alone because that's part of my meditative walk. And it's good for you too. Or you can say, let's walk for 40 minutes first. Then you wait there. I'll reach there about the same time. And we can be 30, 40 feet apart. Mm. Right? So we can be next to each other. But more than 50 feet apart, 40 feet apart at least, so that you're not really bothered by them, they're not bothered by you. And you can keep increasing that distance to 100 feet. That's a good good distance. And then when you're done, 100 feet is nothing. Catch up and then you walk together. So at the beginning or the end, you can, if you're going with somebody, but 40 minutes must be alone. That's meditative. It's not meditation, but it's better than nothing. Okay, oh, it's meditative. Okay, if you don't meditate. It's good for beginners? I mean, if you no, really no, want to start. No, it's good for everybody, including meditators. Oh, really? Yeah. So if you are learned formal structured meditation, yeah, yeah. do your meditation and go for a 40-minute walk is a double whammy. It's a double whammy. Oh, wow. I didn't know that, Sandeep. Yeah. I do one hour of meditation, okay. but then you're saying a walk in addition to it yes. is very effective. Yes. It actually adds on. Oh, beautiful. Okay. 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 But the meditative walk. Okay. No earphones, no phone, mm -hmm. no disturbance. Okay. Just the walk. And it's the, you can say it's the, it's the... Kind of a dumb walk, right? Meaning that you're not trying to activate yourself. Your, your goal is to allow the insight to come out. So no new input has to come in. That's why conversation, music, that's new input coming into your senses. No, we want to, we want to get rid of stuff. Okay. But please learn meditation. Okay. Then 30 minutes of reading a book or audio book. So you can combine some of this stuff, right? For example, you can say, I'm going to go one hour in the gym, right? In the gym, you can listen to an audiobook, right? If if that's okay with you. But for some people, their medit their workout gym time is a little meditative. Then don't. Then don't talk to other people. Also, just do your own thing. But if it's a busy, busy drink gym, people talk to you and there's weights. Then you must well listen. Right? If you're going to do your forty minutes of walk separately, then might as well. Okay. So you Before can. Before you go further, sorry. Yeah, yeah. I want to tell our audience that you teach meditation, yeah. transcendental meditation. Well, well, I, I teach now my own variety. Okay, okay. Yeah. So you can get in touch yeah. to our audience yeah. uh, to send uh, with send. Yeah, maybe, maybe we can yes. do something online. Yes, it's, yes. Com it's complicated, but yes, it's so possible. we'll figure it out. Yes. That. All right. Okay. All right. So 
30 minutes of reading a good book every day. So now you have to dedicate some time to self-learning, self-improvement. And 30 minutes of a book is really wise company. Meanwhile, you can also sign up for some spirituality lectures hmm. about self-knowledge. If you have advanced to that level because you've done six months of meditation already. Because that you first need to calm down a little bit before that subject makes sense to you. Self-knowledge is a, is a subject that can be, uh, that is requiring some demand, makes some demands on you. And it's not for everyone, not at every age. So it's okay. Don't push it. Don't push it. Have a goal and then let it happen. Without, the, without letting it happen, it becomes a, a rough road. Yeah, don't do that. Okay. So what, what do we have so far? One hour of exercise, mm -hmm. 40 minutes of walk, 30 minutes of book. And you can combine two of these if you want. 40 minutes of meditation. 40 minutes of meditation. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and, ah. and uh, sorry, sorry. 40 minutes of meditation, mm -hmm. one hour of exercise, and 30 minutes of book. Yes. Okay. Now you can combine with an audio book if you like. Mm -hmm. Right? Okay. Start, second, so this one is the mind-body. Now, in your exercise, you should do two days at least of yoga, one-hour yoga, if you can. Right? If you have a yoga teacher, even better, online, whatever way you... A real teacher, best, face-to-face. -face, right? If you can't do that, at least begin with some classes with a teacher and then move to entirely online. Why? Because when you're doing your exercise, even if you go to the gym for weight training, mm -hmm. you should do weight training every day. Right? Two days you should do the yoga, three days you can do gym, two days you can do hiking, walking. So it's a combination of you're getting an all-rounded exercise, right? Or swimming and combination. So you choose what you want to do cardio-wise and just add it into it. And you have to enjoy it. Okay. That's the second part is start your day every day with, with the Ayurvedic practice of what is called water therapy. Chalpa, right? Meaning in Ayurveda, we say that when you wake up in the morning, you are seriously dehydrated everywhere in the world, even when you're living in a very rainy city. Mm. <laughs> and you begin with two glasses first thing in the morning, eight ounce glasses or what, what do we call it? Like ultimately you're coming to 1.1 liters of water first thing in the morning, mm. every day. At least 1.1 liters. For some people it's 1.3 before the system feels good. So 1.1 liter minimum first thing in the morning and you begin with two glasses Three glasses, four glasses. This is four full glasses. Mm. Okay, that's what you get. I'll tell you why. I'll tell you quickly because I can do a whole session on water. It's so important to you. So, basically you're dehydrated. Two glasses will hydrate you. Four glasses will start your anti-aging engine. So if you, now if you really want, you know, these wrinkles around here, then just stick with one glass because you won't die and you'll get these beautiful wrinkles all around you, especially <laughs> over here. <laughs> They show character. Maybe you might get a movie role in which they want a leathery skin. I don't know. If, if that's, but if you want to maintain internal health of your body where you are younger inside, your organs aren't just dying quickly and by it's 60 or 70, you're ready for death. If you don't want that, if you want to have internal rejuvenation, right? Anti-aging. Then two glasses is just for hydration. The third and the fourth glass, first thing in the morning, trigger the liver to do some special things that starts your anti-aging engine. And of course, Hollywood discovered that in the 30 years ago. And all the Hollywood, almost all the Hollywood actors, they begin with four glasses of water because for them, beauty is very important. They want to look good. Great. But I mean, you know, there, there is an animal called the leatherback turtle. Mm. Right? It likes the leathery skin. Up to you. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. 
Okay. If you don't do that, you will get a basically aged skin and aged internal body organs. But so you do that. You begin with four glasses. So this is before you exercise, before you do first anything. Thing, first thing in the first okay. thing so in the morning, before your tea, before your chai, before anything. Okay. And then for 10, 15 minutes, you can't really drink anything or eat anything. So yes. don't. Right? Okay. Often it will make you go to the bathroom. Good. And if you do it regularly, eventually your body will come into a biorhythm. The drinking of the water will cause you to go to the bathroom. You'll go, you know, defecate if you have to, and you get cleanse your system. And that way, if you're doing travel, jet lag, across time zones, doesn't matter where you are, begin with the water and your body resets by saying, this is now morning, you get a good night's sleep. So oh. it's a very good jet lag treatment too. But you have to keep the practice first because you have to be in the habit and then the body rewards you. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. so, so next one is, generally speaking, eat a higher protein and higher fat diet. And amongst the fats, they're very good. So there are some fats that are very good and healthy. Some are average. And only one or two are bad. Which, which are the bad fats? Lard. Okay. What we have found so far is any of the animal fats. Mm. Some people cook in lard, right? Bad for your health. Uh, eating the animal fat when you're eating the meat. Not so good for your health, right? Eating a little bit of animal fat if you're eating meat is good. Mm. Because you, that's just in there. You cannot just take everything out. A little bit is okay. Is okay. Mm. But ideally, your diet should be more high protein okay, and more high good fat. Now, what are the good fats? Good fats are ghee. So there's a book on fats this big. It says mm. the number one top fat on earth any day of the week is ghee or butter. Okay. For a second. Why? Many reasons. Mm. Number one, two. Number one and two reasons. You'll hear, you know, people that have low iron, they're anemic. And they say, increase this and this, you know, increase leafy green vegetables, increase this. They tell you a whole bunch of dietary improvements and you find your iron goes up mm -hmm. tiny bit. Then they say, oh, it's not working. Eat iron pills. This is most people's experience. Yes. And the reason is that if unless you eat ghee <laughs> with your iron-rich food, the body doesn't absorb. Unless you eat ghee... With all the vitamins in your green leafy vegetables, the body throws most of them out. Very little. But with ghee, most of it is absorbed in. Because ghee is an excellent solvent. Why is ghee an excellent solvent? Shall I do a whole show on ghee just now? <laughs> I'll tell you a little bit more. Yeah. yeah. Okay. How come cow milk mm. and breast milk, mm. right, have ghee? You know they have ghee, right? That's where we get it from, right? Why? Because that's the best way for the newborn baby to get most of the vitamin min minerals in the milk. The body doesn't absorb them without that particular one fat. That's why we make it mammals. Okay. And if you want to go argue with the guy who invented mammals and say, hey, why do you make ghee like that? I don't need ghee. I don't need ghee. I, I want to lose weight. Then you've got, you, please take up that argument. Meanwhile, your body is made this way. <laughs> your stomach is made this way. That's why Nothing on earth beats ghee. Not any oil. No oil. Then amongst the good oils, there are some really good oils, right? Mm. Coconut oil is very good. Mustard oil is very good. And those two are sesame oils, very good. And um, avocado oil, because we live in California and other places, avocado oil is very good. Because these oils, avocado oil and grapeseed oil, I like, because mm. they are when they are refined, they have a very high burn point. That means the smoke point, what they call. That means when you can cook in them, they don't smoke easily. And smoking 
meaning that some particle inside the oil burning, causes all kinds of ill effects. Okay, so those kind of refined oils are good, and the rest are good for health because they can be unrefined, like unrefined raw uh, mustard oil, just add on top of your food. Excellent. Okay, I, I shouldn't go there because I've got things to cover. Yes. So we'll do another one on fats if you like, but I gave you enough to say, eat high protein, high fat, low carb. And the only way to do low carb is to basically seriously reduce your wheat and nice. rice consumption mm -hmm. and sugar. So in that, in the order, I would say first reduce wheat, then sugar, mm -hmm. then rice. Amongst the carbs, rice is probably the healthiest for our body. Most easily digestible. Mm -hmm. Okay, and we don't have so many. Mm -hmm. um, we don't have so many uh, allergic reactions or sensitivities to rice as compared to wheat. Correct. Okay, welcome. Correct. Let me come. But you also have to uh, give some. Uh, you know, if you don't eat rice, wheat, and other things, what do you then eat? What it do you has eat? to be yeah. Well, something well you eat vegetables and dal if you're a vegetarian. Okay. And you can make chila. Yes, so that's so, what I was So, well, I'll, I'll come to diet another sure, time, sure. not today. Okay. All right, now let's cover. So, eat that. Now, we have a few minutes, and I want to go back and cover a little bit more about respect because it's so key. Learning how to respect is very key, and we will do a whole series on it, okay? So, another part of respect is how to listen. So, for that part, go listen to our power listening. Okay, we have power listening. We have series one and two, I think. Mm. I think so, right? At least one we have. Okay, okay. go back, go back. I need this. All right. So, and then, okay. And then we have in the power, in the ability to listen better, what we're trying to do is trying to understand the point of view of the, of the speaker from this, you can say, understanding. Okay. The understanding goes something like this. When I say something, even if it's completely wrong, right, and everyone else might disagree with me after I've said it. But while I'm saying it, I have a point of view from which that thought is justified and makes sense. Example. Okay. No, hang on. Okay. When you say something, mm -hmm. even if it's wrong, when you are saying it, it makes sense to you and there's some logically good reasons for you to believe that. You believe your point of view is justified in some way and you accept that justification. Okay. Meaning, mm. say I'm completely wrong mm. and I go, oh, uh, that, you know, um, science really doesn't understand the meaning of life. Right? It's like saying as if some other subject does. Right? When I say science doesn't understand the meaning of life, I indicate that somebody, something else does. And they'll say, oh yeah, religion does. Mm. Then you say, okay, what do you mean? What's the meaning of life? Well, ultimately in every religion, the meaning of life is whatever you give it. <laughs> the meaning of my life is whatever meaning I choose to give to my life. Everybody gives their meaning, their life some meaning. Some people give no meaning. And their life has no meaning because that's the, choose, that's the meaning they chose. So then how did religion do that? Religion helps you be a good person in its own attempt. And it has some success, some failure rate, right? All religions have a some success, some failure rate, unfortunately, which is real, right? And But by saying it like this, that science doesn't understand, I'm, I'm implying something and it's not true. Neither side is true. Okay. So, but when I say it, 
I am justifying it in my way, in my own meaning. And to me, it makes sense. Yeah, of course, science cannot do that. Science is just math and physics. How can it? It's not telling me the meaning of anything. It's just, I'm just exploring and understanding how nature works. Right? So I feel justified when I say that. Right? But the implications aren't quite right. Somebody else might correct me. Mm-hmm. Right? And then I'll go, oh, okay, but I meant it this way, but I see your point of view. Yeah, even religion can't give you the meaning of life. Religion can only just help you live a better life by putting some fears into you and putting some uh, carrots into you by doing this. Do you do these good things, you'll go to heaven. Do these bad things, you'll go to hell. Blah, blah. You know, different religions do different ways, right? But the ultimate goal is just to make you behave better while you're here, right? Ultimately. Anyway, so let's come back here. Meaning, every person who says anything, come back, every person who says anything feels justified at that moment. And they are okay to being corrected afterwards. So good listening means trying to understand that person's justifications before you correct them. Good listening means, so say someone says this, science doesn't have the meaning. I can say, oh, hang on, you're wrong, and I give them 25 reasons. No. I have to say, hmm, what makes you say that? Why would, and how about this? So you ask them some questions to help you understand what are their justifications by which they justify that statement. Then when you, when you discuss those justifications with a different set of data, the conclusions bubble up automatically. This is called listening, power listening. This power listening is called giving respect. To give respect to someone means not to come to the conclusion of who's right, who's wrong quickly. It means to understand their justification so they feel heard and now they, because they feel heard and they feel that you understood their reasoning, your reasoning can now come in and change their reasonings if appropriate and they will do it themselves. At the end of it, they'll be a changed person. So now you had a respectful transaction in which some goodness came out. Even if that goodness is not perfect, you can leave that goodness for another discussion and next time down it can come out better. Third time. So you don't have to accomplish everything in one day. You just evolve a person slowly. That's called respect. So this is just a small part of what I, what our future lecture on respect is going to be. So I'm going to cut it short now. Okay. But there's three more things I'll just tell you, which is there is good and bad justification. There is action and decision making and thinking. There are three different things. In when we are when we are talking about something, we're talking about some action to be taken. We're talking about some decision that needs to be made. It may not involve action, but a decision needs to be made. Right? Of say, I'm not going to pursue that direction anymore. No action. My decision was no action, right? So one one decision is is an action to be taken. Another is a decision is made. And a third is how my thinking changed. There are three different things. So we're going to talk about that another time. And then when you're respecting somebody, you have the ability to repeat back to the person why they, how they're justifying what they're saying and saying, so your reasoning is this and this. Did I understand you correctly? But you didn't agree with them. So you don't say, I agree with you. You don't mean to say, you, you, I mean, many people begin by saying, yes, yes, yes. And what you're saying is this. That's misleading. That yes sounds like you agreed with them. Then you explain their justification. That's not right. That's not respectful listening. Respectful listening is, I'm not telling you what I think. No, I'm just making sure I understand you from your point of view. And... I may indicate that I have a different point of view and then I don't tell you. Then you say, but what's your point of view? Oh, now that you made some space in your head by asking me a question, now I'll tell you. But if you don't have the space to listen to my answer, no point telling you. Just keep quiet. Okay, I understand your point of view. Thank you.
So you're saying this for this reason, right? Yeah. Say nothing. Let that silence weigh on everybody. <laughs> Just do it. Just do it. And then that person at some point will say, you don't agree? What do you think? Really? You want to know? You, no, you don't want to know what I think. No, 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 I do. Okay. Well, I was thinking that, you know, some of the justification I have, they kind of work like this. They're different than yours. Maybe I'm wrong. But they're really good justifications. Maybe I'm wrong. And the guy goes, no, 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 they're not wrong. They, I like them. Really? Okay. And then you wait for that to percolate. Mm -hmm. And slowly, his decision, action, thinking, change. Because the justifications changed. Respect to you. That's what respect means. <laughs> but this means a little bit more in our next show. Okay. So that's it. That's for today. Okay. You want me to recap all the things we asked you to do? Or are we good? Yeah, I think we're good. But the last one, uh, do a little bit of uh, respect. You said good listening, right? Yeah. You know, yeah. how to listen, how yeah. to listen, basically. Yeah. Yeah. And then you also said again about the justification. Right. But yeah. earlier we talked about the other concept of, of respect. Go on. Yes. Yes. See, go down a little bit here. Yes. Right. Learn the meaning of respect. Okay. First, you want to learn mm. what respect truly means. means. Okay. And respect, there's one more aspect to respect, which is values, which I didn't cover today because it makes it bigger, topic bigger. Correct. What Correct. you ultimately respect are not people. You respect people, but because of the values that they hold and their abilities that they bring, skill level. So what you really respect are values and skills. And when you, when you are clear about that, then you start becoming what is called selfless. Otherwise, what you truly respect without this thinking, what you respect is people that support you. People that feed my ego, I respect. This is how most people will live in the transactional world. You help me feel good, I respect you. You don't help me feel good, I hate you. That's not respect. That's a transaction. That's a, a blunt force trauma tit for tat. That means you're telling everybody, your job, everyone around me, I'm the prince, I'm the princess. Your job is to make me feel good and then I like you, otherwise I'll be nasty to you. What is that? It's the lowest level of uncivilization. Mm -hmm. So finding your values, finding what values, right? So one of the things that, that I didn't get to today is that make a list of people that you respect. I'll get to that because it becomes very long. Mm -hmm. Make a list of people you respect, including Characters across history. Okay, so a list of five people you respect that are dead, mm. five people that you respect that are living. And most people with big egos will have a tough time with that second list of live people. They don't want to respect anyone because they think it's me, me, me. And if you force them, they'll say, I'm not stupid, and I'll respect, and they'll put down five names. All the five names will be people in a different continent. So I, I never have to see them because they bother my ego. Then I'll say, no, 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 no. Five people in your town that you respect. So you can meet them. Great. And if you don't know what is respect, you need to... Watch our future show. Also. We will do that. Because I just started on this. I just yeah. started. I got, yes. I got 10 more things to say just on this one topic. Anyway. Yeah. And also what I'm saying is that you need to approach a wise person if okay. you really, really want to learn what well, is respect. Yeah, or read books and combinations. So right. that's to open your space in your head. Mm. And, and, and you cannot learn respect without an, another life person teaching you. It's one of yes. those complex things. Yes. Anyway. Yes. Okay, great. So did we complete the ownership? We did. <laughs> we did. So I've given you, we've given you some exercises to go do. Yes. And so in today's is the leaf layer. 
Yesterday, I'm sorry, the previous show was the branch layer. The first show was the trunk of the tree. Oh. So we began at the bottom, mm-hmm. we moved to the branches, and then what do you actually do? And then you'll find this comes back, this comes back, it makes your trunk stronger. Oh, good analogy. <laughs> so if you're liking what you're hearing, please uh, subscribe to our channel. And uh, on Spotify, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, did you say that? Yes. Okay. And uh, all and, these channels, I think, on social yeah. media. Yes, we are, yeah. we are on Facebook, we are on Instagram. Right. So if you're grateful for the teachings, the learnings that you're getting from us, please repay some of that by sharing this video with at least five people Mm -hmm. that you think will benefit because our goal really is to get out there. So we appreciate you. Thank you if you do that. We appreciate it. A warm namaste from Yamini. Yes, and a warm namaste from Sandeep Tiwari. And remember, the online samosa.